Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects, and they have been since 1972. Even in these crazy times, they're an essential business that have provided materials for medical, military defense, government, wind energy, even food and beverage industries. So they have you covered no matter what. They're mostly known for cut rubber pieces like snowplow blades, but they also provide foam gaskets, hose assemblies, essentially anything made out of rubber, and even metal parts as well. So you can give them a call today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr for any of your potential project needs. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my go-to shop for any alcohol needs I might have, either in Centennial or Highlands Ranch, and you can even get your booze delivered. I'm Rudo. He is AJ Hayfley. As news continues to trickle, and I think trickle is the correct word because it's steady as she goes and slow right now, but... The NHL has officially announced that they've come to an agreement with the Players Association that Phase 3, a.k.a. the training camps for this start back up to the season, will officially begin on July 10th or about one month away from today. So we're still really a month away from any actual team events happening on the ice. There are the small groups, but when we do get there, at least there's a date now. Expectations can start to be set. Yay. Yeah, right. Hockey. Exactly. <laughs> little bit by little bit here, the NHL is is trending towards its return. But the big question, I suppose, eventually becomes how important are these training camps? I mean, look, obviously the NHL wants to put on the best product they can when they get back into play, but you expect about three weeks of training camp heading into August and then, and then they'll start up play. Do you need that much? Is it that important of training camps or do these players really need games? I mean, it's, I think it's interesting because typically training camp is four days, right? Coming back from the summer. This is going to be a little bit different because the access to gyms and ice and all of that has been very sporadic. It's kind of been dependent on where the player is and what it looks like. Yeah, I would imagine the vast majority of these guys have been able to find situations where they can continue to do what they need to do. You would assume so. I mean, not to not to be not to be the oh athletes are rich guys, you know, kind of kind of voice here, but like most of them should have had the resources, the financial resources to 
whether at least already owning a home gym or whatever. Yeah. Either have one already or be able to have access to one or freaking buy one on the go. Yeah. Pretty like much. we're talking, we're talking like this has now been an entire off season um, yep. already. Just we are tomorrow will be three months from when they shut down. So they, they need to have had something <laughs> and this has slowly been building. They've been in contact every day. Um, with, you know, the league and the union have been talking constantly for months. It's, there should be no surprises for these guys. They should all be able to be in some kind of a shape. Three weeks to to get them back up to speed. I think that we're talking three weeks because uh, we're not, everyone, everyone, when they start playing games, everybody's season is on the line immediately. Yep. Best of five if you're in the playing round. So you don't you don't want to be susceptible to that, right? Like everybody's gonna have to deal with rust, but you don't want to have it's not gonna be like the first week of preseason games where guys are like, Oh, it's good to get out there. Yeah, (laughs) right. You know, I, I wonder honestly if the last week of these things is not them. Straight just, scrimmaging, yeah. Yeah, they should be straight up scrimmaging against each other. You know, light contact, but they need to be they need to be going hard against each other. And in order to do that, you're gonna have to have enough bodies. So yeah, they yeah. need they not only will they need to be able to have all of the guys that they're gonna travel with, but they need to have some extra guys on hand in case Colin in case Colin Wilson breaks down again. <laughs> you know, or you know, any of them. It's just that Colin Wilson's like the guy where it's yeah. like every time he turns around. Yeah, yeah, I I do think that's a good point. I mean, they will get two exhibition games, I believe, once they travel to their hub cities. But yeah, they do. They're going to need more than that. And and sure, a regular training camp is only four days, but they're still practicing once they hit preseason. And even before training camp, there are things like captains' practices that are pretty regularly going on. So a normal lead up to actual games that matter is a bit longer in the long run. It's just a matter of how much value do they get out of a scrimmage? How, at at what point do we start seeing diminishing returns and let's just get the, the show on the road? Um, that's a good question. Uh, because I, I know that these guys get really tired of practicing against each other really fast. Yeah. But they also are not going to, again, they don't have preseason games to right. install anything, try stuff out, work it out, whatever. They and, and I also do think that the three weeks gives them a chance to get through guys that will, you know, come back in the first couple of days. You're going to have groin pulls. You're going to have hamstring tweaks. That's you know, true. Things like that are going to happen, and three weeks hopefully gives you enough time that those little minor tweaks or whatever don't come back to to speed and 100% both. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have those guys that are going to have that. So being able to get through that, I think, would be great. The the three weeks gives them enough time. So certainly enough time, probably not too much other than, you know, everyone just wanting to see hockey that matters. But. As they as they step through these systems, I mean, what is the focus of, of these? Because let's be honest, unless your name is Vlad Nemestikov, you should already know the Av systems. 
yeah. coming into this as, as far as a starting lineup is concerned. So is it just three weeks of, of conditioning of making sure people are where they need to be or, or how much of this is actually working on trying to implement something different? Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Because I mean, some of this, you know, again, like we don't have training camps like this, right? It's a unique circumstance to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, it's going to be, we're all ever, everybody's going to kind of be figuring this one out on the fly. All right. I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. We probably won't be allowed to actually be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they're still taking uh, COVID-19 seriously, even a little bit, they won't allow any of us anywhere close to it. I, I don't know why they would. Yeah. Not I don't know why you would take that chance. Yeah. I really don't know why you take that chance. I know it seems like, oh, on the whole everything is kind of opening back up and the world is kind of getting going again. Um, but you know, we're seeing, we're seeing in certain places, cases are starting to spike again because we decided it was over and we'll, we'll see what it looks like. You know, we've thousands of people have been in the streets in close proximity for the last couple of weeks, you know, yeah. but it's, it's only fair to assume that there's going to, to be a COVID price to pay for that. A COVID tax, if you will. If so, and I mean, the Avs are a team that we know have had three players test positive in the aftermath of the first lockdown. So if anyone should know better, you would think that they yeah. would be <laughs> acutely aware of, of not letting it no go chances. down that path again. Yeah. Yeah. So certainly I, I do wonder, you know, maybe they do like the UFC and, and they'll have like a press conference with Bednar. I, I imagine at least after the first day of practice. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what the media availability is with things like that. Yeah. And like of all the things that I'm I'm genuinely curious about, my role in all of this is not something that pretty I'm pretty low on the tone. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm way more concerned about logistics and how they're going to how they're going to try and keep everybody safe and you know this I'm I'm not so much worried about like somebody like dying from this just because we've seen we have enough information now that most of the people that are going to be uh you know like the athletes themselves are Healthy not in the right well and they're not in the age range where it's been uh, the death rate has serious been concern <laughs> Like, of course it happens, but it's, it's been a really, 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 really low rate. So I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Obviously you just don't want this to continue to spread around, you know, and then there are some guys, you know, front office, um, uh, trainer management and uh, PR, all these, like there are some older dudes there. So you've got to be careful. You can't take any of the chances, but I'm I'm feeling more and more confident and maybe it's totally unjustified, but I'm feeling more and more confident that they're going to, they're definitely going to at least start the games. Which I mean, I'll take hockey any way I can get it right now. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's the good news. And 
There is no real bad news, at least as far as hockey is concerned at the moment. But we can take our first break here as it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can always head down to their farmhouse in Littleton and pick up your beer as well as a meal and save $5 off when you use code DNVR on check out you can call at 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m for that pickup or you can always go down to your local grocery store davidson's liquor store you name it and pick up your booze there whether it be the mile high city copper lager the avalanche amber the vanilla porter you are covered also we have another tournament coming up this weekend on WGT Golf. So it should be a fun time. If you want to play along with us here at DNVR, you can go to dnvrgolf.com to download the game and join the DNVR clubhouse. We now have, uh, is it over 300 members across the two clubhouses? It's quite a few people, one way or another. Uh, WGT Golf is the most realistic free golf game out there that's loved by more than 20 million players around the world playing true-to-life courses in the game, either at home or on the go, as it is a mobile game as well. So get in there. Excuse me. Get in there and play with us, with your friends, with whoever else, and try and win yourself some swag in our tournaments. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. As the NHL pushes closer to return, we've learned now in the Avs case, at the very least, sounds like they're going to be playing at the Pepsi Center as far as practice is concerned. Yeah. With the Family Sports Center looking to potentially open back up for things like beer league and and stuff like that. Yep. So first of all, that's fine. The app should have the fully capable facilities as far as it comes to that type of thing. Uh, But we do need to talk about uh, a little bit, at least who they're going to bring to this. You already mentioned if they want to scrimmage against each other, if they want to do a full proper scrimmage, you're talking about 50 people, 45 players on the ice, realistically? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I mean, because you could say, hey, we're going to, we want our lineup, right? Sure. I mean, that so, part straightforward. So then you get those guys out there. Um, and then you'll have the extra 10 guys or so. Because we're still working off the assumption of the 28 skater unlimited goalies. Yeah. So you'll be able to have kind of a, a lineup and a half already. I don't know that you need to bring significantly more than that. Because then you're talking about needing several sessions. You know, it, uh, and I don't, I, I don't mean, know that they want to four goalies. Do, do you need a second session anyway at that point? Like, well, it depends. if you're going to bring 50 freaking skaters, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah. if you want a proper full-on scrimmage of a full game, as close to that as you can get. I I don't know that they need to do that and just cut it in half. Yeah. Like the, the thing is, is that they need to be playing up-tempo against each other at some point. Okay. But I don't, I don't know that you need to be... Uh, I, I don't know that you need to be like... 
full blown like eighteen on eighteen and goalies, you know, like I I don't think it needs to be that. Um, but I I do think that with you have twenty, you know, you could you could play three lines on three lines, pretty easily. Good lord. Yeah, AJ's blowing up today over there. Yeah, and I can't mute my phone because I have an important phone call that might be coming in. <laughs> well, there you go. Sometimes anyway. important things are going on, but it's incredibly I, I, annoying. I apologize. I guess what are are there any limits established here? Like, yes, obviously they could bring in a Byram, they could bring in a Cout, and we'll get to that. Yeah. But can they bring in AHL signed players? Could they bring in you know, Eric Condra to just be a body for this. Um, no. Sounds I real mean, confident. <laughs> well, and I mean, like Condra can't come to regular training camp. Sure he can. On an AHL deal? Yeah. Are you sure about this? Pretty I'm sure. Trying to, I'm trying to think of if, if I if I've seen it. Like, there are guys that come in on tryouts, but I don't think that anybody comes in on an AHL contract. I don't know why that's not a goaltender anyway. Wouldn't be able to. So, well, I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be some sort of an insurance reason. Like, a guy gets hurt, he's not, the ads are not going to pay for, he's not on an NHL deal. Correct. I, I understand that. But what's you know what's the difference between a tryout and an AHL deal as far as the NHL team is concerned when it comes to the insurance side of things well the a tryout is an official NHL contract of some kind so i so you can give him a tryout for the training camp even if he's on an AHL deal though like so, it's well, i don't know like i don't know what you would would what why do you want Eric Contra there i'm just saying if you're trying to fill out bodies like at that point you would rather just bring in Nick Henry Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, you know, if they bring also, in all their prospects. Eric Contra has no reason to risk injury when he has free agency coming and there's nothing in it, it for it, him. So Eric Contra was a bad example then. Well, you know. like Jason Megna, same thing. Like Jason Megna has no reason to risk injury for that if he's not going to go. You think? Yeah. If I'm Jason Megna, I'm not going to ABS training camp. If they're not giving me a contract for next year and I have to go into free agency... What happens if I'm if if I'm in the second week of that training camp? I know that the Avs are not taking me on the road. The Avs are not taking me on the road. F this. This is going off. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the Avs are not taking me to Vegas or wherever they end up. I'm not risking blowing my knee out or something, you know, because right now he could still he's still in line to be a free agent here in a couple of weeks where he could sign with European teams while the AHL season is still totally unknown. There's no way I'm risking injury if I'm not if I'm not in contention think for that. There's no want to just get back on the ice even if it is a scrimmagey situation. Oh, I I I don't what's in it for him? Like what's what's he would be in the off season now anyway, not skating and not doing anything. So, I don't for a guy like Megna, I don't see where the benefit is at all. If he's competing for a spot to go on the road and, you know, they're saying, hey, we're going to we're going to kind of gauge who looks good, who doesn't. We want to see it. And, you know, then absolutely, because that might be the that might be his ticket to getting another NHL contract. So that would totally make sense. But if the Avs tell him ahead of time, hey, we just want you to be here just in case we don't really think we're going to take you. 
his age, his situation. No, the abs should be the abs should be bringing ELC guys for that stuff. I 100% agree. Anyone on an ELC should be the first to come. Uh, I'm with Especially you on that. Non-expiring deals like Mark Alt, another guy, has no yeah. reason to be there, but Anton Lindholm does. Right. You already mentioned Nick Henry. Uh, yeah, Ty Lewis, yeah. Uh, Josh Dickinson. Those guys yeah. should all be there. Just to, the the just to just to get out there and and skate and be part of it, and because they're already under contract, um, there you don't have to worry so much. Like if they were if they were to suffer some kind of an injury. They're not starting until the next season gets going anyway. Yeah. So it's not to it's not to be unfeeling and be like, well, we don't care about their injury. It just doesn't have the same kind of potentially devastating impact that it would on a guy who's gonna be a free agent on July first. Their career isn't arguably over. <laughs> yeah, like like Jason Magnus kind of gotta be freaking out right now. Like, what's yep. next? You know, Eric Eric Condra had a long career, and he's thirty five years right. old. If it's like done, it's done. Money, at that and, point, but you know, at this point, that guy's playing hockey because somebody will still pay him too. Megna's pretty much in his prime at the moment. Like Megna's what twenty? I think twenty nine years old. So he's he still has at least a couple a, years, le- good years left. You would yeah, hope. like but. you. He's still hoping that he's got three or four more NHL paychecks to be an AHL veteran. You know, he's hoping that he can still still land a couple of three hundred thousand dollar deals for him to be an AHL player. So he can't from from where I'm standing, it it would be moronic for him to risk that. I, just to, I just to be a disagree. body so that the abs can I, the abs can scrimmage. Some. I don't disagree, and and sure maybe a bad example, but I do think there are some players that are going to just want to get back out on the ice. If the well, F do want to throw together a full 18 on 18 scrimmage type thing. I mean, I think that's where like Cout makes sense, right? Because Cout they won't play in a game because of the contract issue. And that may that may mean that he doesn't travel with them because they don't want to take the chance of having a guy out there that they just won't they're they're like, no, we don't want to play him. And then they get out there, they get five injuries deep, and then they have to. So I also wonder what the roster rules look like. Is it like baseball where they get to tweak the roster after every round? Or is this just it? This is the roster. You bring they, your they choose, you guys and you're stuck with them to the end. Yeah. yeah. Like choose your fighter and then you're stuck. You're, there's no mid-match alterations. You know, you, you, you've got to use that fighter all the way through the tournament, all the way through the winner's bracket. Good so, luck to you if you do. Yeah, right. I'm I'm curious what those rules look like because like you could take a count for round one and then if you start to have a couple of injuries and you're like okay we can't take we don't want to take this chance send him home and then bring a different guy out that will bring a magna or whatever yeah so uh, whatever those rules end up looking like could could Im- impact their approach there but whether he goes or not Bowen Byram should be on the ice. I agree 100%. Guys like Byram and Timmons for the training camp are giving them as much as you want, especially because this could be yeah. it. You don't know what kind of a training camp you're going to get in the offseason this year. Like, Yeah. I think I think the, the goal is to have a regular training camp. Uh, it's just going to happen in December. It, nonetheless, even if they have a regular training camp, Rookie camps probably out the window. Certainly, there's not going to be a rookie tournament 
I feel like that's very, very, very accurate. Yes, I, I, I just can't imagine they would do that. So for the rookie types, for the guys that are still have something to prove, every chance they can get to play in front of Bednar and the coaching staff, I think, is an opportunity they need to be taking advantage of. Yeah. Even if it is, look, realistically, they're not playing for a spot in the playoffs, sure. But we saw it last year with Shane Bowers in training camp. If you can play well enough to to catch somebody's eye, you know, all of a sudden you're catapulted into conversations that you didn't think we're going to be having for at least another year. So Bowers, Timmons, Byram, even guys you mentioned like Henry, I think they should definitely be there as part of the scrimmages and, and, and part of this. It, I don't know. I wonder if you could even bring players like a, a Mutala or a Bocage and, and things like that, but. Uh, again, that one might be because I, I don't know what the plan is for the CHL season. If they're trying to get it going. Sure. That might be another one where it's like, hey, injuries, we don't want to risk injury. It's well, more important that this guy plays, that he's healthy for this, that Mutala is healthy for his contract year in the WHL than to, than to tinker. I, I think you're getting a little silly at that point if you're worried about injury with those guys. And realistically, Bokaj, I mean, Mutala, these are players. Think about that, it, though. You're, you're, it's, it's July 20th, and Sasha Mutala blows out his knee in a training camp that means almost nothing for him. And he misses the first four months of his season next year. How is that different than if he blows out his knee in preseason though? Well, preseason one, I mean, it's regular. It's totally different because he's transitioning from one directly into another. He's going to go to this training camp. Sasha Mutala goes to this training camp. The training camp finishes. He just goes back home. Sure. And he just sits around for two months. It's still an opportunity to get more in the AV system and more in front of people that matter inside the AVS organization. That and and realistically, I'm talking about players that the AVS would very likely sign to a contract anyway. When it comes to Bokaj and Mutala, like after the year that they had, there was talk that maybe they should just sign them to their ELCs now, even if I they mean, go back next year. You and I both think that they shouldn't. Just why not? So, right? Yeah. But I I just don't I don't know why you would I don't know if I'm if it's it's not about like not having a competitive mindset or anything it's just AJ hates opportunity got it confirmed no I, I what kind of opportunity is it though you know like everything's an opportunity man how much how much time are they really gonna get you know I, at what point I mean you asked about diminishing returns. If you're if you're bringing guys that aren't even on deals, you know I, they're not even. I don't even know if they would let that happen. I mean, the NHL is not letting guys sign ELCs to come yeah, in and do things, right? And then like they may not even. That I have, but yeah, yeah, they may not even allow that, given that they're they seem to have this <laughs> totally random moving target about what this looks like. So. I still think they should do it, even if AJ's worried about injuries. But again, they might not be able to. Either way, I mean, I'm I'm the same guy who didn't like the Burgundy and White game for that exact reason that somebody was gonna somebody was gonna get hurt, taking it just a little bit too seriously, in a, 
a fake intra-squad scrimmage game and it was going to be like, bah. So this is this this is the same reasoning I had for that back then. I like the burgundy and white game too. So I I like it in theory. Um, I just don't think it's worth. And the team clearly agreed because they got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, we can take our second period break here as Strava Craft Coffee is the rich CBD infused coffee that you can now purchase in K cups or whole bean or ground, whichever type of coffee making you prefer. And you get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. You can now try it around Denver as well as, as stores are opened back up again, whether it be Carbon Cafe, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow, Max Market, a couple others as well. The CBD is non-psychoactive, and it's been known to help many aches and pains. So if you need to take a bit of a load off, it's something worth trying today with that DNVR20 code. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. So you want to have a relatively limited number of players, not a full on preseason training camp style of bring everybody in the organization, but it needs to be focused around relatively high tempo scrimmaging things like that especially in the the later weeks i guess the question is who does this benefit the most i mentioned earlier in the show someone like a vlad nemesnikov this is three weeks to integrate into the avs systems whereas instead of coming in and just having to play and learn on the fly based on a trade trade deadline acquisition how much can that help someone like a vlad well, given just the injuries and everything, I think it's a it would help a lot because he hasn't seen. I mean, he was he he rolled into Denver and they were like, okay, now you're playing with Landis Cog and and McKinnon. Yeah, one, two, three, go. So like he he you know he rolls into Denver and he's on the top line. He's in their top six for for sure. Um, that may not be his role. I think between him and Donskoy, you could have a really good conversation about which guy you want as the sixth top six forward. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, where it, it'll be, it'll be a big help for him no matter what, but it's, it'll be a big help for the team too, because they can really start to say, okay, we acquired this guy at the deadline. We're totally healthy now. We didn't know if we would ever get that way uh, before the season stopped. Now we have this guy that we paid very little to get. Let's maximize this. And they could use him in a number of ways. He played center for years yep. for Tampa Bay. He could just as easily go and be the third C that we've kind of talked about all year long that they comforted. Does it sometimes Joe's does it sometimes. Yeah. Like they, some, some nights they have it and some nights they don't. And Nemestikov yeah. could kind of be the answer to that. You put Donskoy uh, as, as the sixth forward in your top six, and then you roll out a Nachushkin Nemestikov comp for third line. And you're feeling really good about that with a combination of Jost, Nieto, Calvert, and Belmar on your fourth. You're deep. You're scary. You've got Colin Wilson still sitting around somewhere not playing either. So like that's that's a very formidable lineup. Yeah, I I think it's excellent. I do wonder 
obviously we've talked about many times the abs benefited from this time off in the sense that they got everyone healthy. Definitely. But you look at teams who made significant moves or, or certainly larger moves than the abs made at the deadline. And I wonder if this training camp will, will help them significantly uh, with integrating multiple players into their systems and being able to, you talked about, look, there's a lot of footage out there in this season. It's going to apply even less to those teams that have multiple new players and a new look when it comes to this play in playoff format. So we're going to have to see a lot of adapting on the fly, I guess. And I'm wondering who that benefits the most, at least in the Western conference, since that's what applies to the abs. Yeah. I trying to think out West. If there were, you know, Arizona gets their goalies healthy. Yeah. That's going to help. Um, I don't know that there were any major injury issues just going down, just looking, you know, Chicago, like gets Calvin DeHaan. That'll, that'll help them. But how much, I don't think Edmonton had any serious injuries. Um, Calgary, Nashville, Minnesota, none of these guys really. I don't think any of these teams had the injury issues Um, out East. It's easy because Columbus gets a ton of guys. Carolina gets the deepest defense on earth back. Pittsburgh gets Jake Gensel back. Well, is it double A going to be healthy in Edmonton or is he still going to be out? Um, I don't know. I didn't know he got hurt. Yeah. For, I didn't know he had a serious injury. I, like St. I, Louis gets Tarasenko back. That's obviously important. Yeah. That, I mean, that one was probably <laughs> coming for the playoffs anyway. But yeah, I Vancouver, I you wonder about like how's Michael Furlan doing, but if he doesn't come back, it's not really much of a thing then, right? Like it's yeah. Uh, so you know, outside of the abs, there weren't that many teams that were completely riddled with injuries, at least in yeah. the west. Yeah, not certainly not out east, yes, but uh, in the west, they're. They they didn't have the same issues. Carolina, I think, is the fascinating one because they made so many aggressive moves on defense. Yep. And now they have a defense that features Brett Pesci, Dougie Hamilton, Sammy Votnin, Jacob Slavin, Brady Shade, Jake Gardner, Joel Edmondson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Hayden Fleury. Got some decisions to make. Like they're getting so they they're getting back Pesci and Hamilton. And they traded for Votnin, who was hurt at the time. And they'll get him, you know, he'll be available to them to go along with Slavin, Shea, and Gardner. And, like, these guys are, outside of Votnin, these are these are all multi-year deal players here. Like, Yeah, you're right. I'm looking through the, the trade deadline, too, and most of the, the big moves were made for Eastern teams, other than Edmonton, who got double a and also picked up Tyler Ennis. So big move. <laughs> I mean, it's an NHL roster player, at least yeah, I don't, I don't, that. Tyler Ennis is, he's been, he's been so up and down the last couple of years that every time I hear his name, I give the old, Oh, he's still in the league reaction. <laughs> and like, but I mean, you look at, you look at what uh, Columbus gets back and they're, they're getting back. Uh, Dubinsky and Jones 
Anderson, uh, Alexander Tache. They really like, are Colorado East with all those injuries. Well, they they had more injuries than the Avs did. Yeah. Uh, Oliver, I think I think Oliver Bjorkstrand also was hurt. Was like, hurt. Yeah. I think I think there was like I know they had some at least two guys that were like season-ending injuries, and now it's been so long, and it's like nope. <laughs> These guys are going to come back. That's one reason why I think that they are. Uh, a sleeper against Toronto because if they get good goaltending, like that's a really Columbus is, is really solid and they've got good depth. Yep. And they, that's, that's the thing that Toronto can do to a lot of teams. Just out forward depth them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Columbus, Columbus will be able to not at the same high end, you know, they don't, they don't have like those guys at the top, but they're so deep. They're so solid. Get a goalie so, to steal a game or two, and all of a sudden, well, right. And if like if Elvis plays the way that he did during the season, yep. You know, if if that dude just rolls in and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm a 940 goaltender, <laughs> you're like, oh, well, all right. You guys so, could make a run. So maybe you know it by the sound of it, the benefits of this. A lot of which tilt in the Avs' favor, at least in the West. There's not a ton. And look, you're you're picking a silver lining out of a bad situation here. Obviously, every team would probably rather have played out the season and and gone about it that way, as the Avs likely would have been healthy for the playoffs anyway. Yeah, they were. I mean, the Avs were literally days. Yep. From getting Ranton and Kadri and Grubauer back, getting. That that it's the break that they had. Uh, they had just lost McKinnon for two weeks. Uh, Calvert was still hurt. Wilson was still hurt. So obviously, going without McKinnon, going without Calvert, um, continuing to live without Colin Wilson, like that would have sucked. But they were dazed from getting some serious reinforcements. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it is what it is. And Domskoy was hurt too at the time. We we forgot about that, but he like, had yeah. uh, re-injured himself. Yeah. Well, because you, you remember Brendan Lemieux, the one that got him, yep. the hit that got him suspended, had hurt him. Yep. And uh, gave him, you know, give, flared up the concussion, but he's good now. Yeah. So um, they would have been missing Donskoy probably. At I talked to somebody who said, whatever, yeah. they said they, he likely wouldn't have played in the first round. Okay. So that's a lot. Yeah. So that would have been that was a loss that we never even had a chance to talk about because it happened in that game. And then the world shut down and it was like, well, these injuries don't really matter. Yep. So everyone kind of flying by the seat of their pants, I guess. Yeah. As we head into the unknown of this training camp and, and the play in series and all of that. And it could be really unknown given we may not be able to see any yeah, of it. That's also very true that with the, with the training camps, who knows? Yeah. But we'll have you covered, I suppose with everything we can watch and can find out uh, here on the DNVR avalanche podcast is we are going to get out of here for the day. As always, thank you for listening. We do have, a recap live coming up of the Rockies MLB draft that I don't know if it's over yet or if it's happening right now, I think, but it just started just, okay. So this evening, Drew Kreisman, Patrick Lyons will be back on live and you can figure out stuff about the Rockies future, which another sport that 
is in a lot more jeopardy of not having a season than the NHL. Either way, that's for them to talk about and not for us. So thank you for listening. And before we do get out of here, I do got to tell you guys about a DraftKings Sportsbook. Just made a cool $60 today, putting down a little bet for uh, a couple of golfers to hit the fairway on hole number one. So it's working out well for me, but whether you want to bet on golf, bet on hockey when it returns, you can even bet on futures for things like the NFL and the NBA right now. DraftKings Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook app here in Colorado, and you can get a great deal for when you sign up, up to $1,000 matched by DraftKings when you sign up and use code DNVR. So it's a great deal. Great opportunity to have a little fun, get some skin in the game, and maybe even make a little bit of money. Again, download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKingsSportsbook.com or DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Excuse me for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Please.